look, I, I'm not getting the automotive <laughs> connection with that particular tune. I, 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 I'm all for experimentation. Yeah. I think we're probably circling around the right music. I just don't know whether gives, we're there. Gives people the wrong idea, I think. You think so? Yeah. Has anyone seen that great SBS classic uh, erotic ghost story? That's what it's reminding <laughs> me of. Ooh. Yeah. It makes right. us sound intelligent, maybe. Well, we'll give it another right. shot. Now, uh, we're going to get there. We are going to get there on the walk-on music. The theme music will be delivered, but um, it's still a work in progress. Hello and welcome to the Cars Guide podcast, where we tear down pressure tests and rebuild the issues of the automotive week. I'm James, and this week I'm joined by Richard. Hello. And our esteemed editor, Mal. G'day. This week we're looking at uh, you know, the fact that the end is here for Australian-made cars, and it's probably time to reflect. Um, we're also going to touch on Moto Classica, which, on a much more positive note, is an amazing classic car, uh, collector car kind of thing in Melbourne, um, which I was a first-timer at this year, so it would be great to have a chat about that. Um, we also want to talk about uh, the world time attack. I, I would argue it's one in the eye for the people that are saying the kids aren't interested in cars anymore um, because it's quite an event. FCA's got some new product plans that we're just a tad dubious about. And uh, look, we'll, we'll also pick apart anything else that bobs up, bobs up along the way. We want you to be part of the conversation. Each week we'll cover as much of your feedback as possible. Just search Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram. Use the hashtag CGPodcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. Comments at carsguide.com.au. So... It's finally arrived with years and years of warning for both the people that work um, in the plant over at Elizabeth and others that are connected to Holden. Uh, tomorrow, we're, we're recording this on a Thursday, and uh, tomorrow, the 20th of October, is the last day for Holden Manufacturing. After 69 years, they kicked it off in 1948 with the 48215. And I thought a way into it for us might be to just reflect on the Holden cars we've owned and driven and what are the special experiences that have stuck in your mind mal you're a you're a multiple serial holden owner what, what are the ones that come to your mind could i just uh, for a second correct you sorry james they started producing cars long before 1948 48 was just the first locally developed car the 48 250 was it not the first one that was called holden though as in a complete car here's a holden yes yeah but holden there you go anyway, that's what i meant we could argue so one in your eye Okay. Like how our, our listeners yeah, yeah. have just got a total insight into our editor in, in 20 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, I do fully appreciate that, welcome, Hol- everyone. that Holden existed before 1948, but uh, this was the one that was made by them, all by them. It wasn't a GM product. It wasn't a body for a buggy. It was a Holden. Okay, well, okay. to answer your question, James, uh, I do own an Australian-produced and developed Holden. I've got an EH wagon. Yep. Uh, I've also got an Australian-produced Toyota in a KE20 Corolla. Um, Stick on the topic. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We're talking about Holden. Personally, I don't think I've prepared myself emotionally for this event just yet. Um, I think we're all going to wake up on Monday and think, crikey. Well, that's the thing. I mean, for all of our lives, you'd you'd have to be uh, getting on uh, to, to know anything other than Holden having been producing cars. Yeah in australia so it's been part of the industrial landscape and for car enthusiasts part of you know your life you just assume that that's the way things are so it's a big deal and it's sorry it's it's pretty easy to argue that they're making the best product ever too well you'd want it to be i mean um i suppose they've Mm -hmm. they've developed um this commodore to a to a pretty fine point and uh it stacks up well you know no doubt about it 
Um, Richard, you you were a uh, a Monaro owner at one stage. I had a uh, CV8 Monaro 2002. It was the one with the fuel cap, which was lower. Um, I couldn't afford the nostril bonnet uh, later edition. You had a lowered fuel cap. (laughs) Mal Mal will know the answer to this exactly. The one models that were made in 2002 to 2003, (laughs) I think, had the fuel cap lower, and then the 2005 ones and four ones had a fuel cap higher. They had different dual exhaust on either side as well. And And they had a fuel tank too. Suit US laws, right? That's got right. you. Where it became the Pontiac, right? Yeah, I love how this has become a. Dis- this started off a discussion about what it means to you. We've just turned into our usual anorak selves and just spoken about fuel caps. So I hope you're still with us, audience. <laughs> was that was that was that your first Holden? No, my first Holden was a uh, it was a HQ Ute, but it had the front end replaced with a HJ front end because it was a bit classier. Um, and that had a uh, had a bit of a crash in it. I ran into a steamroller and had to get it resprayed and had an operation. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold it right there. Steamrollers don't move very quickly, <laughs> no, Richard. It How move. on earth did you manage there to was, run into a steamroller? There was one parked across the road, and I reversed into it, and ah. then didn't see because it, it was dark, even though it was bright yellow. And I reversed into it, and then I turned around and drove into it again. Forward, I couldn't still couldn't see it. Anyway, right. and, uh, and the breathalyzer reading was <laughs> it was twelve. Um, <laughs> no, the um, <coughs> it had an Operation Desert Storm paint job after that, and uh, I, I was coming down Pennant Hills Road on one occasion, and uh, I'd been complaining for weeks, weeks and weeks to my dad that um, the steering felt a bit slack, and he's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "You can turn the wheel and it doesn't. The, st- the wheels don't move." Right? He goes, "It's an old car, mate. It's an old car." I'm right. sensing this That's is an omen is. here. And I just thought it was an old car. I said, all right, it just doesn't feel safe. I'm coming down Pennant Hills Road about a month later and it felt really loose, really <laughs> loose. And I just t- gave it a tug towards me and the whole, the wheel. The whole the wheel came off. The whole came off in my arms. Like the whole thing, the whole thing, just the whole column, Great. everything. What's so what been, happened then? Were you in the centre lane? I was, <laughs> I was in the inside lane and luckily it was only because the road curved and just now I was just pedals. I was autonomous. Wow. Yeah. You were, it's like a stick and rudder guy in the plane. Like, you just got the like pedals. It was like a Tesla, only ahead of its time. Wow. I had just used the brakes and the and, well, use the accelerator. I didn't go anywhere. Try to go anywhere. And because the road curved, I just followed the footpath up and stopped on the side <laughs> of the road. <laughs> what do you mean you followed the footpath? <laughs> well, <laughs> you weren't following. You were a passenger. Yeah, like a slow slow it was. Down. I had brakes. I had brakes. Yeah, great. So yeah, you've got no all the controls at your yeah, disposal. Yeah, yeah. I had brakes and accelerator. Well, we're all grateful that Richard's still with us today. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Holden. Oh, I had my first car was an HG Belmont Ute, and it had come down from the island of Nauru. And it was, I bought it from Honest Donny Howard Motors out at Concord, and it was the best car. All I ever did was put oil and uh, petrol and a bit of water in it, and it ran like a dream for years on end. It was N- fantastic. Nauru? Yeah, yeah. It had been up there, okay. used as a kind of work truck, and had been brought back to Australia hmm. to be sold. Can I nominate a Belmont fact? Okay. It's I was looking at a Belmont Newcastle, badge the New other South day. Wales. Yes, it's near Newcastle, but... Uh, I reckon they pinched the font for the Belmont badge from the Bewitched TV series. Ooh. All right, listeners, if you can verify <laughs> that particular theory, I got a, I got a feeling it might be debunked. But anyway, Mal's on to something. Do <laughs> we do we think the typeface <laughs> for the Belmont badge was from the Bewitched television series? Or was it the other way around? What came first? Great point. Bewitched? Did Samantha uh, did the producers? Base model Darren. Yeah. yeah. All now, right. this, this particularly would be a KTG font, not a Q font, to be clear. Yeah. HQ. Well, is. I'm sure all the people in the plant are pondering just these questions <laughs> as they wander in for their last day tomorrow. Can I throw in my final two cents? Sure. So, 
The saddest element I've discovered so far mm. is that a few Facebook groups have shown off the final car going down the line and it just looks like any car going down the line. But then there's a shot of behind it and there is nothing on the line. Yeah, wow. Mm. And it it hit me like a ton yeah, of Yeah, definitely. Yes, that's it. The machines have fallen silent. Isn't mm. that um, just such a solemn and um, fairly creepy moment? That's, that's uh, quite something. It's super sad because um, nothing like that that will, Australia will never manufacture a car again. Richard, it's never say never. It, until I, we can 3D print them. Until we can yeah, 3D print exactly. them. Um, it is, it is dangerous. I would, I would counsel you. It is dangerous yeah. to say never. But, is, you know, I for understand. the foreseeable future, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I just, I mean, that, that technology, the, the brains, everything which goes into, you know, getting a, a manufacturing plant off the ground, it'd just be, by today's standards in, in Australia, it'd just be almost impossible, I yep. think. So let's just hope a lot of those engineering skills that were so finely honed over such a long period of time are retained in some way, shape or form because well, uh, that would be a tragedy. Apparently, um, I learned just quite recently, uh, the Australian truck manufacturing industry is going gangbusters. Right. Volvos are built here, um, Mack trucks are built here and possibly a lot of that talent could go into the yeah. same stuff on production. Well, there. that'd be terrific. Mm. Yeah, that'd be terrific. So... Um, I suppose we're thinking of Holden and we're thinking of all the people connected with Holden uh, tomorrow. It's a momentous day. Mm. And we're still thinking of Toyota and Ford yeah, and Mitsubishi yeah, for that yeah. matter. Look, they had their big moments the where, they had, where they had to draw the curtain. Um, mm. Tomorrow is Holden's day. So, you know, we're, we're thinking of you, thinking of uh, everybody connected with that. And it's a momentous day. But let's move on to a more positive kind of note. Another timely thing, during the week I had the opportunity, uh, courtesy of Mercedes-Benz, who's a major event sponsor, to attend Motor Classica, which is an enormous classic collector car type show in the Royal Exhibition Building in Melbourne. Um, It ran for three days from last Friday and over last weekend. And there were 160 vehicles in there, many of them world-class in terms of their presentation and rarity. You had old, very old brass era cars right up to much more current uh, supercars and and very rare kind of machines. And all those cliches about kid in candy store, you know, came alive. I I seriously didn't know which way to look and didn't know which car to linger over because there was so much to see. It was fantastic. I saw a photo that had a Ferrari 288, 288 GTO a F40 and an F50, and then out the front was an Enzo. Uh, a LaFerrari Aperta was also there. Mm. Amazing, and the thing all that was, in the one place. The thing that was so impressive was that the organisers uh, and exhibitors were confident enough that the people coming along would show enough respect that they didn't need to barricade their cars. There weren't the velvet ropes around all but two or three of them, um, so you could just wander up and you were expected not to touch the cars. Don't sc- and people on the preview night anyway were absolutely on board, just being very respectful of these cars and drinking them in and, and having a look and having a great time. Um, you know, the, the standouts for me was there was a, a D-type Jaguar, a genuine car. It was going up for auction uh, last Sunday, uh, 7 or $8 million estimate, and there it was, just sitting there right in front of you. I, I'd, I'd seen them before, but not really up close like that. And uh, I was told by the auction company that one in America had sold for 21 point something million dollars last year with Le Mans provenance and all that kind of stuff. So this was your entry level D-type at about seven or eight million dollars. 
David Berthon, a colleague of ours, motoring journalist and radio personality, he had his uh, 1913 Silver Ghost. He's been restoring that yep. car for 15 years. We've all heard about it. And it won the Best in Show. It won the Best Did in Show really? award, yeah. So uh, he was oh, absolutely well done, chuffed. So congratulations honest, to him. It, yeah. was, um, it was brilliant. I've got to say, though, um, I didn't get it. <laughs> I, I <laughs> you don't get David Berthon's Rolls Royce? I don't get that. You don't get David I do Berthold. get that. I get it every time I see him, actually. <laughs> or I get the latest update. Thanks, yep. David. Um, well done, David. Can we stop talking about it now? Um, but the thing I don't get, I just don't get Auto Classica. I mean, who runs it? Like, what? where's our Australian motor show? Like, when, what, is it just a car show? I mean, go to Gosford. Gosford, every single weekend, there's a there's a Auto Classica. It's not Classica, it's just Auto. But, you know, they've got car shows up Richard, there. Richard, I think you and I are due for a cage fight. mm and I know who's going to win. Yeah, the cage. Go to Gosford. <laughs> Two men enter. That's the one message. man leaves. <laughs> Two men enter. No men leave. <laughs> uh, James, sorry, back to you. Um, I'm very impressed with your little rant about Motor Classica. You didn't mention Mercedes once. No, well, that's you okay. did at the beginning I mean, as a guest. There was there was some. Uh, that's the beauty of the event. There mm. was such a diversity of makes. There were Citroens and Lancias and brands that are just very low profile in this market and lots of classics represented mm. there. Yes, there were Mercedes-Benzes, some fabulous current cars and some, some classics as well. Ferrari was all over the place for its 70-year anniversary. Um, Holden, of course, was, was there with a vengeance. They had a massive display mm. of really beautiful mm. cars. GTRX, Hurricane and Effigy were all there. All there. They? So yeah. they're, they're real they're show mm. ponies in terms of the concept cars of the past. Uh, as well as some beautiful examples of their key models along the way and race cars. There were a couple of Brock Taranas, um, yeah. an LJXU1 and an A9X, I think it was, or an SLR5000, just sitting there again, all ready to for you to have a look at. It was really a great experience. I don't like the venue. Like, have you, have you, you don't like the venue? No. It's no. a beautiful piece of architecture. It's, too, it's too shiny. There's too, like, when you go in there, I've been to car shows before, I've been to hot rod shows there, and there are too many windows upstairs, and they shine off, they reflect off the roofs. The floor is dark wooden floors. I think you need to see cars in on a, on a, on a blank canvas. There's too many other distractions. All right, now we're going to have weapons in the cage fight. <laughs> it's, I think... Um, Go to Gosford? It, it, Go to Gosford. It would probably be hard to think of a better match between a venue and the things that are being displayed in it, in that it's an historical building that's been beautifully rest- or kept in great nick and, and restored over time. Mm. And the cars inside are much the same. You know, they're, they're classics. I'm happy with the car cars. Cars at the front are pretty switch too. Yeah, there were a whole bunch of Ferraris out the front. A Lamborghini, a Sparta. There was a Ferrari 275 GTB just sitting there cars out in the open. Cars Amazing. shouldn't be in buildings. They should be seen outside. That's the best place to see them. Okay, we're going to move on just before things... Look, before I start windmilling in on Richard <laughs> and he goes down like a sack of potatoes... Um, you will. Another event. Check out the webcam on our Facebook page. <laughs> another <laughs> event. The, similar timing. I think it was last weekend. Correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. was World Time Attack. Um, now, right. as the name implies, it's an against-the-clock thing. Look, in the good old days, this was called a lap dash. Um, so lap dance. What? Yeah, that as well. That was the after party, um, after the trophies were handed out. But... Um, Really, the idea is to set a flying lap and fastest person around the circuit wins. And it looks as though the big deal is just aero. These cars are mad for spoilers, front, back, middle, everywhere, under the car. Epic boost. Amazing turbo engines. And I think it's one in the eye for people who say kids aren't interested in cars anymore. Because when you actually attend that event, A, a lot of people turn up. B, 
a lot of them are of the younger variety and you look at the car park and there's a whole bunch of kind of beaters in there that are rear wheel drive semi drift semi time attack style cars and it's just an obvious uh sign that enthusiasm for motor cars is is pretty strong what i think a lot of people don't realize is that this is the world mecca for time attack mm-hmm. you know Absolutely. sport people come from around the world to yep. compete in this that's true and look the lap time that they're actually producing uh, the fastest one this year was just under 121. It was a 120.97 seconds for the GP circuit at um, Sydney Motorsport Park, which was the venue. And for reference, I mean, the supercar lap record is a 1 minute 30.91. So you've got an almost exactly 10 second gap. These cars are faster. The fastest ones are faster than a V8 supercar. And it was set in what was once an S13 Silvia. Yeah. yeah. With, you know, Formula 5000 style wings and... Yep. It's wild. This is the, that wow. exactly what I love about it. This is the Frankenstein Olympics of cars. True, you, you can do whatever you want. We've we had um, Hemi's going into three, Nissan three seventy Zs. We had you know RB engines in Falcons. We had all sorts yeah. of stuff. Yeah, and exactly what you're saying about millennials. You know this myth that you know. They're not interested in cars. They just want to get from A to B. You know, that's they, yeah. this proves that that's not yeah. true. Not entirely mm. true. Not entirely true. But there's true. also there the tension some. of, you know, if it's just one more lap, this thing is going to suffer a catastrophic failure. That they're yeah. so finely plenty, tuned. And plenty yeah. suffer it during that one you lap bet. Yeah. too. So yeah. it's, plenty of engine swaps going It's spectacular in more ways than one. You know, um, the spectacular impact on competitors' bank balances yeah. as well as uh, for the people having to look. Yeah, it's mad. imagine the Olympics if everybody was allowed to take steroids and that's what time hey, attack is. That's a great is. analogy. That is a great analogy. Monsters. The Russians and the Chinese have that's been let it. off the loose. Yeah, in yeah. fact, you have to. Let the off the loose. monsters out there. Let off the leash. Yeah. Let off the leash. Anyway. And off be, the loose. Yeah. Shut up, my So <laughs> all of that, um, you know, yeah, performance enhancement. Absolutely. Uh, is there in abundance. You're and right. And it attracts, it. you know, V8 supercar drivers. I'm pretty sure they're not yeah. being paid to do it. The yeah. top time was set yeah. by Tim Slade, who had yep. good on him. He had a pretty ordinary week at Bathurst the week before. Yep. And, and I know uh, the likes of Warren Luff in the past yep. have been pretty high profile. Yep. Van Gears as well. Yep. yep. So it's, it's obviously an event that has interest for all kinds of people. I just think it's a pretty strong example that says, yeah. eh, I don't know, are people really in love with their phones and... And laptops, I, I think cars have still got a, a place in in young people's hearts. Absolutely. Certainly got a place in my heart. Well, there you go. And Mel, you're a young person. Oh, uh, thanks, James. Moving moving things along, we, we also this week, we've, we've had confirmation that uh, FCA, which is Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, um, in Australia is planning to re-indu- reintroduce or, or at least has an aspiration to reintroduce the Dodge brand to the local market. Now... I just pose the question: Are they insane? Uh, is is this is this a sensible move? When you think about the fact that they kind of pulled the Dodge brand out of this market because, frankly, it wasn't a happening thing. What has changed that, in in our mind, would would make it a sensible move to bring Dodge back to Australia? Well, this has all been generated by the by a report out of South Africa suggesting that they were ceasing right hand drive production. Mm. However, our local guys are saying no. We're still doing right-hand drive. Uh, but the reason why we haven't got the great Dodges that are available in the US is because they don't make them in right-hand drive. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. You, you, it's, a, it's a brand in two halves. What do we have? We've got the Fremont. You, you've got, on the one hand, one, one, one side, you've got the, the Journey, 
the Dodge Journey. Um, you've got the Grand Caravan, not just a caravan, <laughs> the Grand Caravan, the Durango, which I think was an animated movie, wasn't it? That was anyway, Durango Unchained. Yeah, yep. And the Dart. Right. Then on the other That's side... The Gogamobile. On the other <laughs> side... No, no, not the Dart. <laughs> um, on the other side of the ledger... You've got the Charger, you've got the yeah. Challenger and yeah. derivatives thereof, like yeah. the Hellcat and mm. the Demon. And which lifts its front wheels, wheels. off the ground. Yeah. You've got, you know, it's not long for this world, but things like the Viper. Yes. Dodge, Dodge is still associated with the Viper. The good ones. It's a dynamic brand mm. in the States. Mm. What We're not going to get any of those more dynamic models no. in right-hand drive. You know, FCA is weighing up whether it's... You know, cost-effective to produce any cars in right-hand drive. Yeah. Hence the the discussion. Mm. What we're likely to be on the receiving end is what a Durango, a Grand Caravan. Now you fancy a Durango, don't you? You think it's got? You oh, know. it's a pretty bloody good-looking long wheelbase, long rear overhang, seven-seat Grand Cherokee, uh, and we love our seven-seat SUVs here. Doesn't sound cars very good on that description. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might do a Trackhawk. I think they, ha- they are doing a Trackhawk with a Hellcat engine. Right. Yeah. What about a Grand Caravan? What about a seven-seater with? What does a track hawk look like? Does it swoop low over the track as you're trying to set a lap time? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like magpie season. It's you a just cross get between a train and a bird. Right. But really, the, we do... Um, Richard mentioned it, that mm. we've got the Fremont, which yeah. is, as I understand it, a Fiat-badged version of the Journey. Yes. Is that right, now? Yep. Uh, so so if, Italian. Look, if people are willing to buy that, why wouldn't they be willing to buy the Dodge original? You know, mm. Uh, mm. I, I, it, I find it extraordinarily strange. It's very look at first. Name one person you know who has a Dodge, and I think the answer to your question's right there. I don't know anyone. Um, and as Mal said, when hold you, on, you, you, said, you don't know anyone. Well, I know, <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's one of the you reasons know, why I don't know anyone know who has a Dodge. You, you've, you've just had a, a sudden and catastrophic <laughs> memory loss. Well, just, just name. I one know someone who had a 1928 Dodge. You, you can't count those because oh, I know okay. lots of people have got early Dodges. Well. The question was, but I mean, you know, you know Dodge? like a modern Dodge, a modern Dodge, a okay. Grand Caravan right, yeah. type of Dodge. But if if you're looking to make a dent on what is generally regarded as one of the most hotly contested car markets in the world, and you're going to bring in a badge that means pretty much donut to most people, are you certifiably mad? Yeah, they won't be here in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's well. a bold. That's no, a bold. Mark call. my words. Mark that down. Mark that but we would. We would be very grateful if they did bring us the special Dodgers in oh. the drive. Oh, yeah. Absolutely right. But uh, no, it looks like we're on the other side of the ledger, if, if anything. So, mm. listeners, tell us what you think. Dodge, are you fired up? Are you ready to go for a, you know, a journey? Do you want a grand caravan? Tell us, tell us where you sit on that particular question. Um, we're counting down. We're, we're, we're moving on. And we're going to finish off with something that we'd really like your input on. Um, We've had the question put to us by our colleague, Mr. Pritchard, whether or not we can nominate our best song to listen to when driving. Talking before we sat down to record the the podcast, Mel said he's out. He hasn't got any favourite songs. He doesn't really, you know, have the music to drive by. But we'd love to hear what you think, and we're going to put ours out there so that you can either shoot them down or agree. I've got plenty of favourite songs, but I'm just not willing to talk about them publicly. (laughs) Are they your own songs? <laughs> right. Maybe you could so warm me up, Barry. That just leaves oh, look, a vacuum where we'll Bruce kind of theorise. Like anything by the boss is a good, a good, good driving song. Driving where though? On the M5. <laughs> Thunder Road. Road. The Badlands. Um, you know, <laughs> been to the Badlands lately. Maybe not. You know, 
Now, Philadelphia, you're gonna, we know you're going right. to crack out your Katy Perry and your Taylor Swift, and you're going to get that. If you must know, I'm more of a Whitney Houston kind of guy. Ah, Houston, yeah. Yes. Okay, so you're going to be fanging down the freeway, howling to "I always love, love you. you, I'll always love you." <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, that, that's you know, there's nothing wrong with that. What about a bit of Queen? I'm in love with my car. Yes, Mate, it's up to you. It's a bit We're sad. asking for your call. It's a great song though, KLF, Last Train to Trans Central, also good. Can you hum us a few bars? KLF, uh huh, uh huh, guess something like that. Sounds wow. like a radio yeah, program. It sort yeah. of goes like that. There's Chuck that's Berry. That's our walk-on song. <laughs> we'll try that. We'll try maybe that. that's a Chuck Berry, Maybelline. Um, that's also a great driving song. Yeah, but a, a race between a Cadillac. Uh, sorry, a, yeah, Cadillac and a V8 Ford. I I had I have a mate who back in the day when he heard the Angels take a long line on uh, when he put that into his cassette deck, uh, if you know he was in his car, his right foot would immediately go to the floorboard mm. and he would drive like, he was like a, a man possessed. Yes. So that that song had a particular effect on him. Yeah. Particularly when he was behind the wheel of a car, mm. he was Jekyll who turned into Hyde, thanks to the Angels. And the the one that the one that I like was is Motley Crue, yes. "Kickstart My Heart," yeah. which I think. Whoa, if I hear that one yeah. more time, oh, oh, man, that's similar similar kind yeah. of impact, really. Yeah, absolutely. What about "Heavens in the Backseat of My Cadillac" by Hot Chocolate? Hot Chocolate's great. I don't know. Does it have the kind of, <laughs> pardon the pun, the driving beat that you need? It's pretty cool for cruising with. Most right, of so you're more you, you, you're doing manies with um, you know mm. hot chocolate on the stereo. Was that is that your no go, comment. Mel? <laughs> that's it That's I've it I've been painted so, into a corner so You are is, You so trapped it. me That's it oh. Katoomba Katoomba. Avoid this. Look out for Mal Katoomba <laughs> In his Corolla <laughs> uh, mate, What's the main street of Katoomba? I don't know I don't live in Katoomba oh, You live in the mountains though, Great Western you? Highway Great Western oh, Highway Well maybe you're in Penrith <laughs> Old Bathurst Road I don't know yeah, So One of those ones You've got hot chocolate pumping In the KE yeah. Corolla Yeah Cruising Windows down Fantastic When the mood takes me Fantastic. All right. Look, on that note, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Tell us what your favourite driving song is and why. Uh, We'll wrap it up now, though. Thank you, Richard. Thank you so much. And Mal. Thank you. And thank you all all for listening. We'd love to hear your thoughts, as we say on today's show, or anything else that's on your mind. Just search for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram. Use the hashtag CGPodcast. Or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. Flick us an audio file. We'll give that a, we'll give that a twirl. Remember to subscribe and please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. Hope you can join us next time. Until then, I need to let you know that my car runs really well, even after I turn it off. <laughs>